I said astigmatism in my soul. Hey, yo, man, this the podcast with soul. Yeah. Mm. Yo, what's up? What's up? Astigmatism, man. What's up? Mm. Do anything. Okay. What is it, man? Stigmatism in my soul. What's up? What's up, y'all? Okay. Okay. You got it, man? Do anything. Anything? Anything. You sure? Put your mind to it. Do anything. But what if it's hard, though, man? If it's hard, it's gonna be hard. If it's easy, it's gonna be easy. It's all about what you think. Okay, okay, I could dig that. Oh. Uh. Love you, Sean. Me too. What's up, y'all? Ah. Stigmatism in my soul, man. Window cleaning the soul. You see, you hear it. Dope's channel. Dope's channel on YouTube. What's up? What's up, y'all? Shout out to everybody, man. Welcome to the podcast with Soul. I'm here. I haven't been live in a while. But uh, we back, man. We did a little traveling. I had went down to Oklahoma. Shout out to my man, Ramal Brown, down there in Oklahoma. Shout out to KBob 89.9 FM in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, the people of Oklahoma showed me a lot of love. Shout out to the Liquid Lounge on Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, my man, Guy. And uh, Cody Ransom, man. Shout out to all them brothers, man. Yo, we here, man. I just want to get right into it. This Today's show is sponsored by my man Al Rod, Genese Qua Custom Clothing. Uh, you can give him a call at, let me put his uh, Instagram joint up here. Let me paste that up here. My man Al Ra sponsoring today's show. Pin that message. I pinned his Instagram link at the top of the live chat. Make sure y'all go follow him, man, and tell him that uh, you heard about him on the podcast with Soul, man. He's got some dope clothes. If you've seen a couple of the videos I've recently posted on my Instagram and on my podcast with Soul, uh, I'm wearing some dope hoodies, man. My man's got a dope design. You can make custom clothes for you, custom jackets. Remember them old school varsity jackets that you used to get in high school? You can have those made, custom made for your high school. Wherever you're from, uh, he can get that done for you, man. So uh, make sure you go check my man out. You can call him direct, 973-876-1969. He'll call you back, and then you guys can work on whatever design you want to wear. And uh, so shout out to Janessa Quad. <laughs> a 
Follow me on my Patreon channel, the Patreon channel with Soul. We on a road to 200 patrons, man. I want to thank everybody that's already subscribing to my Patreon channel. I'm going to put a post up there today. On my Patreon, I do a lot of written word posts, man. So it's something that you could read while you're having your coffee, get your day started, and uh, just, you know, reflect on some things going on with you, man. Share this link. We live. We here. It is February the 7th, 2022, 12.05 noon p.m. Um, and let's, you know, I want to talk about it, man. Um, the United States Constitution, right? I'm going to read it for whatever it's worth, right? Now, me as a black American male, a descendant of the slaves that were brought here from Africa, when the Constitution was written, I think it was in 1776, it was not written with my people in mind. And I mean, when I say my people, I mean the descendants of the slaves from America, not the Caribbean, not Africa, not people that have migrated here from Africa that are black, not Caribbean people that are from the Caribbean, Dominicans, Cubans, Haitians, Jamaicans, Bahamians, None of them who all migrated here but have black skin, not them. Uh, I speak of the slaves that were brought directly here to America from Africa and that endured slavery here in this country. Yeah, you may have been a slave in Haiti and Jamaica and Dominican Republic and Cuba and Brazil and all that, but you wasn't a slave here. All right, so I want to get that shit straight. So when the First Amendment was written and the Constitution was written, it was not written written with me in mind and my mother in mind or little Sean in mind. It was just written for who at that time were considered the citizens of this country. And I'm going to read the First Amendment to you. It says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's the First Amendment. Now, 1776, 2022, what are we talking about? Uh, 224... Uh, we were talking about 248 years, something like that, since it's, uh, yeah, 248, something to that extent, right? So, um, you know, even though it wasn't written with us in mind and all of that, but, you know, 2022, um, people have evolved, America has evolved, race relations have evolved, and... It can apply today, right? It's supposed to apply, right? And that's what I want to go on today, right? So um, I came home last night and I saw um, another YouTuber going live about Joe Rogan and the N-word, and 
obviously somebody had put a clip together of him uh, having said the word nigga um, on his podcast, you know, going back into the anals, uh, his crates, digging in the crates for some of his old videos and, you know, and all it was, what I saw, were just snippets and clips of him saying the word, right? And if I was ignorant, and I mean ignorant in the sense of not knowing, that's what ignorance means, right? If I'm, if someone's standing outside of this door with a pistol, right? I'm ignorant of that because I can't see through the door. Hold on, my door ain't locked. Hold on, y'all. Let me get that straight. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm still here. 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 I'm, I would be ignorant to somebody standing outside of my door with a gun. That All that ignorance means is that I don't know, right? So if I was ignorant to editing and putting clips together, then seeing the clip that I saw India Ari post on her Instagram, you know, it may have had a different impact on me, right? But me being a content creator, a videographer, a YouTuber, and having shot thousands of videos and edited thousands of videos, I know that I can string together I could take an interview of a person that could be slanted one way, right? And I could cut that video up and splice out and take different pieces of that video and I can make it look a whole different way. Exact exact opposite of what it was intended to mean, that's what you can do with editing, right? That's what television is all about. Transmitting scenes, taking different scenes and putting them together to tell a story. So, um, so I saw this and I... Saw he had did all these apologies. I watched his apology. I listened to his whole apology. And then I went on India Ari's page and I listened to her saying, if they don't take Joe Rogan off of Spotify, she's going to take all her music down. And, and then I began to look at Context, okay? Context. The circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood or assessed. 
the parts of something written or spoken that immediately precede or follow a word or passage and clarify its meaning. So, Joe Rogan's been in the news. Neil Young, the Canadian singer, said that he was going to boycott, that he wanted all his music down off of Spotify if they didn't cancel Joe Rogan from Spotify. And then this other girl, what's her name? Joni Mitchell, I guess. I don't know any of these people. I had heard of Neil Young a long time ago, but it was really insignificant. These people were really insignificant. And um, I've been following that. And I, um, I watched some of Joe Rogan's shows. You know, I, uh, I'm i a fan of Joe Rogan. I'm still a fan of Joe Rogan. Nothing's changed for me in that sense. Um, he's an alpha male. Uh, he's, he's courageous. He's brave. He's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of balls. And he's a man amongst men. And um, on top of that, he's uh, extremely well-informed, articulate, intelligent. And he's good at what he does. So... um, That's how that's my position, and that's how I feel about that. So, you know, they've been really running down on him as of late because this dude has a huge, 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 huge following. Huge YouTube channel with over 11 million subscribers. I don't know how many. I think his 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 podcasts are downloaded over 200 million times. Is it a day or something like that? Some ridiculous number. So he's got a huge following, right? And he he's, he's really uncancelable. He's really uncancelable. He's, he's that big that, you know, someone smaller would have been swept out the house and would have been swept under the rug. But my man is big. And, you know, he's pretty much been the only one pushing back against the last 24 months, asking probing questions about everything that's going on, providing a uh, an opposing view providing a different viewpoint, providing a different vantage point, and just showing a lot of bravery, um, showing a lot of bravery where a lot of people in his position show a lot of cowardice or 
just don't care. They care, but they not they ain't got hard enough to speak up. Um for their own selfish reasons. But I think my man, I think Joe Rogan is very selfless because he doesn't have to speak on none of this. He signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. He could have chilled in the back, chilled in the bushes, behind a tree, and lived his life and with the with the nine figure net worth that he has, he would have been above any type of these uh, restrictions and lockdowns and all of this stuff. He would have been above that because the nine figure, the nine figure income. Y'all heard that? That was my phone. The nine figure income would have elevated him to levitate above the nonsense that you and I have to go through being everyday people. But he never, he didn't choose that. He has chosen to speak out. He's chosen to be very vocal. He's chosen to be, just be himself, right? And he brings these different guests on his show that provide an opposing point of view. You know, experts, doctors, experts. And the propaganda machine, the agenda, obviously this is a fly in the ointment. This is sugar in the gas tank. This is uh, a counterpunch to ramming down the throats an agenda that they want to ram down the people, right? And it's 2022, midterm elections are right around the corner. The presidential election the what do you call that the uh when the candidates go around the uh, and they start going to different states what do you call that not lobbying uh campaigning the campaigning for the presidency for 2024 is going to start soon and currently you got a democratic white house a democratically controlled house and a split Senate, 50-50, but the deciding vote goes to the vice president, who's a Democrat. So they pretty much control everything. And, you know, they've been spearheading this whole 24 months, 25 months. And... uh this very powerful YouTuber, this very powerful podcaster um, with a huge following has been not going along with the program. 
and with his power and his reach, he can sway an election. And so in context of everything, and I'm going to get to the nigga part, in context of everything, it's only a proper strategy and gamesmanship from those in power to weaken and disempower all opposing points of view against an agenda. Share this link, y'all. I need y'all to share this link. I need y'all to share this link. And I need 50 likes. So first comes Neil Young, then comes this girl, Joni Mitchell, you know, then it's misinformation, you know, it's all of that. And Spotify has gotten down with them. They 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 seem to be down with them like four flat tires. They don't seem to be folding. even though they've taken some episodes down, which I didn't agree with. And that's why the name of this, the, 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 uh, this is Freedom of Speech. Um, but Spotify seems to be working with them. Um, so far, Let's see how that goes. Because so much of Spotify is supported by Joe Rogan that I think if they cancel Joe Rogan or they take him off of Spotify, I think Spotify is over because it will disheartened so many of his followers that they would, in protest, I believe, they would just leave the platform. Um, so let's see how that plays out. But this is the context, in my opinion. This is the, this is the, the purview and this is the angle with which I view all of this, what's going on. From a power, this is a power, this is a fight for power. This is a fight for power. This is a fight for the imposition of a way of life, propaganda, a direction in the hands of people who don't love you, don't care for you, do nothing. And feeling everyone, I think everyone, whether they'll admit it or not, in the last 24 months has feeling 
has really reflected on themselves and what's going on. It's just like, like I have no power over my over the course of my life. The, the, the course of my life and the direction of my life is being dictated by somebody I don't even know. Some people I don't even know. I don't have any right to self-determination, right to choose. Everyone has felt that way. Let me not say everyone. The majority of Americans, I'm going to say. Because there's other countries that have been pushing back from this thing from the very beginning. And that's the way I see this thing. You know, you're trying to destroy a dissenting voice as elections roll around. Currently, Joe Biden's approval rating is at an all-time low. I think he has the lowest presidential approval rating ever. And the state of Virginia Just there was a a game changing election that went down in Virginia for governor. A new Republican governor took over, and you know this is a power struggle. This is a power struggle, and when you got somebody this powerful in terms of a following like Joe Rogan, you got it. You got to disempower him. You got to silence him. And so they came up. I come home. I see he apologized. I listened to his full apology. Um, it was on India Ari's uh, Instagram. I watched Joe Rogan's full apology. Then I watched the clip that India Ari had on her page. And then her saying... She wants Spotify to take her music down. India Ari, I don't listen to your music anyway. I've never listened to your music unless I've heard it while I was sitting in Applebee's and it was playing in the in the background, or if I was in an elevator and it was playing, or if I was in a dentist's office waiting room and it was playing. I've never bought none of your music. I've never listened to none of your music. I don't care. You can take your music down. Who cares about your music, India Ari? This is me, Sean G. I don't listen to any music anyway. So take your shit down. Um, and then a lot of people, a lot of people talking a lot of smack about Joe Rogan. But I guarantee you this, I guarantee you this, you only going to talk about Joe Rogan from over there. You only going to talk about Joe Rogan from behind a fake profile name and a fake profile picture. 
you only going to talk about Joe Rogan from behind a tree. You only going to talk junk about Joe Rogan from across the street. None of y'all, I guarantee you, none of y'all would go up to that man's face and say what you got to say and put your hands on him. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you, you won't. Because Joe Rogan is a black belt in Muay Thai, karate, jiu-jitsu, kung fu, something. But I've seen him kick that heavy bag, the mitts with that dude, and ain't none of y'all finna do that. Ain't none of y'all finna do that. And I'm talking to everybody. Niggas included. Y'all ain't finna go up and run up on that man and put your hands on because you you know there's a greater chance of him uh, bending you up into a pretzel or breaking you up than you breaking him up. So knock it off with that. You, you, you hiding behind a fake profile and you hiding behind the police. That's what you're doing. Now, the word nigga, I use it all the time. I use it on my Instagram. I use it on on this show. I use it on my other page. I use it on my Patreon. I use it all the time. That's how I talk. And... You know, I saw the part, he, they went to movies down in Philadelphia, they went into movies, all black neighborhood. He said, I was in the Planet of the Apes and I'm in Africa. So what? So what? To him as a white person, and he was probably with other white people, that's what it was. So what? It would be the same if, when we go to functions and we'd be the only black person there, we'd be like, man, it ain't nothing but white folks in here, man. You understand? It ain't number snow bunnies in here. You mean the white girl. It's the same thing. Knock it off. Knock it off. And let me point out that number one, I'm a man. India Ari is a female. She's a woman. Women respond to things emotionally. Oh, oh, please, oh, please. See, we men. We men. And I don't let what you say to me. I used to when I was a younger man, when I was a dumb man, and when I was a more emotional man. Your words and what you said to me, you can make me dance to the music. You can make me angry. You can make me sad. You can make me happy. You can make me depressed. You can make me melancholy. You can make me whatever by what you said to me or said about me. Because I responded to things and to people and what they said to me because it was important. But as I became more masculine 
and I began to understand the strength of the mind, the power of the mind, and that I needed to wear a helmet on my on my head and on my mind, and so not so as to not allow that every encounter I have in throughout the course of my day and in my life has the ability to affect me and affect my emotions and my thoughts. If I'm doing that, I'm weak. If I'm at the CVS or the drugstore and I get into an argument, the, 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 the cash registered lady or guy says something and I let that impact me, now he's impacted my life. I leave, I go down to get me a slice of pizza at the pizza store and, and somebody in, sitting in there eating says something and I let that impact me. Now two people got control of my mind. Then I go to the coffee shop and I hear something else. Somebody I'm waiting in line, they say something. If I allow what every person that I encounter says about something that I don't agree with affect me, I'm useless. I'm useless. See, men don't do that. India Ari is a woman. Women react emotionally. That's 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 female shit. That's woman. That's that's women. Women do that. Men don't do that. Men don't do that. And if we saying that we kings, if we saying we truly kings, see. Kings don't worry about what his subjects say because he the king. He don't concern himself with that. He's the king. He know they saying it, but he don't care. It, it don't impact his kingdom. And then my question is, some of these clips that they went back as far as 12 years back into this man's library. And shout out to Joe Rogan for using the word nigga. Yeah. Uh. I said a stigmatism in my soul. Shout out to Joe Rogan for using the word nigga. Because a lot of white boys are scared to use it. They're scared to death. They've been trained to be scared to death. He ain't scared. Because he know ain't none of y'all finna run up to him and put your hands on him. You ain't finna do that. You gonna talk. You gonna be behind a tree. You gonna talk. You gonna go in the barbershop and talk about it. You gonna be at the family reunion and talk about it. You gonna be in the beauty salon and talk about him. You understand, you're going to be in front of the bodega talking about him. You're going to be at the poker game talking about him. But if you saw him one-on-one -on -one in the park, just y'all two, with no cell phone camera, no cameras around in the park, just y'all two in the park, nigga, you ain't finna say a motherfucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, what's up? Stigmatism, man, what's up? No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, you ain't, because that nigga nice with karate. Joe Rogan nice with jujitsu, Muay Thai, all of that. Go on YouTube and type in Joe Rogan kicking the mitts and listen to the sound. Left foot and right foot, listen to the sound of the mitts when he kick it. Yeah. 
So shout out to Joe Rogan as a white dude that's alpha male enough, free enough, masculine enough to use the word nigga, to even speak it. I think that when, especially when niggas do it, man, it, it is so emasculating. The N word, the N word, he said, what, what, what is the N word? What, uh, never? What's the N word? Neptune? What is the N word? Night? Noon? Nectarine? What, what, what you talking about? And society just then got so so weak that uh, it's it's laughable. It's laughable. So he gets my respect for being able to even just say the word, right? And. What I really need to do, and it really don't matter to me, because I've been called a nigga a lot by white people. I went to all white public schools in the 1970s and 80s in New Jersey, Clifton, New Jersey. So I used to get called nigga, spook, porch monkey. What else they used to call me? Nigga, spook, Pokemon, coon, all of the derogatory names every week. I don't want to say every day. It was a lot, definitely every week by other students, neighbors, teachers, all of that. All of that. And as a child, it used to bother me. I used to fight immediately. Tyree English in the building with the super chat. Thank you, sir. And I remember my mother told me, I remember she dropped me off at kindergarten. And uh, my mother grew up in the South, in the state of Georgia, born in 1943, grew up in the Jim Crow South, Drink from colored water fountains, white water fountain, colored water fountain. Blacks and whites did not go to school. My mother went to uh, segregated schools. Black kids went to one high school, white kids went to the other high school. She was born in 1943, raised through the 40s and 50s in the state of Georgia in the Jim Crow South. So she saw and really expensive picked cotton. My mother picked cotton, 75 cents a day. And when she moved to New Jersey, I guess she said she moved to Passaic, New Jersey. My mother moved to Passaic. She lived on Hoover Avenue in Passaic. If anybody know Passaic, she lived on Hoover. And then she lived on the corner of Harrison and Maine. I think it was 252 Harrison Street. It's a building right there on the corner. Used to be a bar across the street called Roy Aces back in the day. And 
she moved to Clifton. Passaic was an all-black town at that time. Patterson was an all-black town. Clifton was all-white town. And I guess from her experience of growing up in the South and experiencing segregation and racism, she said, I'm going I'm to make Sean, we're going to move to Clifton and Sean's going to go to school with the white kids because I want him to get whatever education they getting, I want him to have it. Because I guess she saw the books that they used versus the books that the white kids had. It was clearly unequal, inherently unequal. Um, so I went to all white public schools from kindergarten through the 12th grade and got called nigga and all of these names on a regular basis. And I used to fight and uh, it used to affect me. I was a child. I used to feel bad, affected my self-esteem, all of that, confidence, all of that. And, but I was a child then, right? And like as I've grown, so so I know uh, what that's all about. So what I would need to know, number one, is why did they go back 12 years into this man's catalog now at this point this stuff was there two years ago. It was there three years ago. It was there four years ago. It was there seven months ago. It was there 14 months ago. But now they've gone back, now that these midterm elections are coming, and there could be a major shift in the balance of power in this country after these elections, and then the presidential election is coming. And this man has the ability, Joe Rogan has the ability to impact an election with his following. Huge following, man. I think 200 million episodes, I think he gets 200 million downloads, what is it, a day or something like that, or a week or some crazy number. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. Tyree, I got your, your super chat, man. I'm going to come back to you. Uh, Tyree English, I can't let what anyone say throw me off my game. I got to make the most of my days. Uh, and I'm a full nigga. My mother's black American from Georgia. And my father's black American from South Carolina. I'm a real black American from America. Real, you understand? I'm not mixed. My my mother black, my father black. Niggas from America. So you can check my chromosomes. Um, so we, we, you know, and Joe Rogan's a comic, right? So he he he's before he's a podcaster, he's a comedian. And I think I heard him say that some of his favorite, like one of his favorite comedians is Richard Pryor, right? And, you know, instead of looking at a video where they splice together just him uttering the word nigga without 
seeing in what context he was saying, because he could have been saying, Richard Pryor used to say nigga, or Eddie Murphy used to say nigga, or the rap music today, they say nigga a lot. He could have been saying it in that context, but they just took the nigga part out and put eight of them together and said, look at, look at what he said. Bad poker. But even if he did say it, he's got the freedom of speech. He can say what he want to say. The man is an American citizen, protected under the United States Constitution. He's a white American too, so the, the First Amendment, the Constitution applies to him. It may not apply to me, you understand? But it definitely applies to him. But... He can say what he want to say. I can say what I want to say. I can say, you can't tell me what to say. This is my life. I got a right to my life. You can't tell me what to say. You can't tell me what to say. I can say, even if it mean it's going to cost me my life or cost me an ass whooping or, or cost me my job, I still, as a, as a human being, as a, having a right to my life, I can say what I want to say. Hey, yo, man, this the podcast with Soul. And so can he. Now, if you've ever watched The Jeffersons, this is an old black sitcom from the 70s, or Sanford and Son, George Jefferson and Fred Sanford used to say nigga on the show this was the 70s. Go look at or go on YouTube and type in Jefferson's, the Jefferson's, George Jefferson, nigga, and watch it come up. And these were TV shows that ran on prime time during the week, Monday through Friday, prime time, 7, 8 o'clock at night, and were hugely popular. Fred Sanford, Red Fox, did it, said it all of the time, on Sanford and Son. So Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor said it. I say it. You say it. We all say it. Don't be led astray. Don't let nobody plug you into a wall and tell you, do this and do that and do this and do that. Do, don't do that. Be your own man. Right? Now, let's talk about the black on black crime. Right? Let's talk about the rap music of today. Even the rap music from my era. I was a huge Easy e fan. Huge N.W.A. fan. Huge Tim Dog fan. Huge Schoolie D fan. Schoolie D out of Philadelphia. One of the original creators of gangster rap. Was using nigga in, in, in rap in 1985. But it's a part of the culture. I grew up listening to Richard Pryor. And what about 
young black kids killing other young black kids over dumb shit gangs. This dumb, dumb. That's not important. But what's important now is is this white man saying the word nigga. That's more important than us taking care of us and stop killing us. I mean, y'all got to help me. Help me. Help me understand. In the city of Chicago in the summertime, it'd be over a hundred shootings from, from, from Friday to Sunday. Niggas shooting other niggas. Young niggas shooting other young niggas. Y'all don't say nothing about it. Y'all don't say nothing about it. Yet you going to let this propaganda machine in India Ari. I don't listen to your music no way, India Ari. I don't even what 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 music I wouldn't I don't listen to you. I ain't never bought none of your music. I ain't never listening and ain't gonna buy none. Who cares? Take your music down. And any other black artists that jump up and say they taking their music down, man, nigga, I never listen to none of that. I never listen to your music again. Because you listen to other artists, other black artists that repeatedly say the word nigga. You watch movies where the word nigga is being said. You, you understand? And you watch young black kids kill other young black kids listening to this stupid ass music. But you don't say nothing about that. India Ari, why you ain't came out and said, well... I ain't going to listen to none of this trap music no more, whatever they call this music. What is it, drill music or whatever? Why you ain't protesting that? But I get it. You a woman. You a female. Women respond to shit emotionally. I get it. But I don't listen to your music anyway, Indiari. I don't care if you do take it down. And any other black artist that get on that, I'm taking my music down off of Spotify, or y'all start backing up, I'm leaving you alone. Stand on your square and you be a man. Because when you do that, you teach your youth to cave in, to never stand firm on a point, to never take a position. I got to live a certain way. I got to live a certain way because little Sean is watching me. I got to live a certain way. I got to say what I mean and mean what I say because little Sean is watching me. I don't want him to see me say something and then I back up and fold because of this or that. So then you know what I'm going to teach him? That he going to have to do the same thing at some point. But I got to stand strong on my square and rub things on my chest so he look and say, well, this here getting rough for me, this situation rough. But I remember my dad stood up and he took it like a man. He rubbed it on his chest. So I got to rub it on my chest. And then he teaches his grandkid, his kids that, my grandkids. And then his kids teach his grandkids that, my great-grandkids. And, 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 the, and the message and the lesson gets taught down the line that we got to be men. That we got to be men. Why y'all not protesting that? 
Why are y'all not protesting the 500 murders in Philadelphia, black on black? Why are y'all not protesting? I'm talking to the black people, man, the niggas, man. I'm talking to y'all, my people. And y'all going to sweat Joe Rogan for this, for something they took out of context and spliced together? Trying to ruin this man? And this man that had plenty of black guests on his show? That have launched careers from the exposure that he's given them on his show? And I want to go on his show. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I've been saying this way before this happened. Because I think I can match wits with him. A lot of, lot of his guests, he overpowers them mentally because he's so smart, but I can get with him. And I respect his content. But this man has had black guests on his show that have given them exposure when they needed it put them back up on their feet. And let's be real. We all got prejudices. I got them. Yes, I do. You got them. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's impossible. Almost impossible to live in America and not be jaded in some way. Prejudice, prejudge. I prejudge all you niggas. I look you up and down. You could be black like me. There's niggas who ratted on me on my fair case. Muslim niggas that didn't eat pork. Rats signed 5K1s, 5% niggas. Pieces of shit. Yeah. It was some black niggas that shot Malcolm X. It was a black nigga that set up Fred Hampton. Hmm? Talk to me. Talk to me. Y'all corny. I prejudge all of y'all. I got to prejudge you. I got to be prejudiced because I got to know if I want you in my cipher or not. I want to know... If I need, if you can get close to me, because if you get close to me, you're getting close to little Sean. And I got to be careful. Who are you? What? Which, let me see your body language. Can you look me in the eye? Oh, you can't look me in my eye? But you, all you talk about is black power, this and that, but yet your words don't match your actions. Get your ass up out of here. We all got prejudices. Knock it off. Knock it off. It's a way of life. You got to prejudge people. You got to prejudge honeys. Do I want this honey in my life? Is this bitch crazy? Is she psycho? Is she a drama drama queen? Is she ratchet? Oh, nah, definitely can't. I got, nah, that's all right, baby. I'm cool. We just going to be better off being friends. And you go somewhere and one of your tight homeboys brings somebody around that you ain't never met. And you looking at this dude, you like, man, just something ain't right about this. This nigga's energy is off. Look at, look. something ain't right. You prejudging him. 
And later on down the line, you find out, you know what? My instincts told me right. Look at your family. Look at your family. My piece of shit, people that I'm related to, I don't even call them family. Let's not even call them family because family is an action word. Let's look at the people that you're related to, your bloodline. A lot of them trash cans. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Just like mine. Stole my mother's will that she wanted to give everything to little Sean, ripped it up. Stole my mother's will that she wanted to give to her grandson, which is my son. Black, black people. Y'all better get off of that. Y'all better get off of that. Start dealing with people that are kindred spirits. A lot of people have helped me on my YouTube journey, man. A lot of white people have helped me. A lot of white people have bought shirts for me. A lot of Latinos have bought shirts for me. A lot of Asians have bought shirts and books for me. A lot of black people have bought shirts and books for me. A lot of Caribbean people have bought shirts and books for me. A lot of African people have bought shirts and books for me. A lot of Australian people have bought books and shirts for me. A lot of Arabs have bought shirts and books. Everybody has supported me. Because my message, they identify with my message, not my skin tone. Because what comes from the heart reaches the heart. It's feminine to me for a man It's just a lot of damage has been done. A lot of damage has been done to the black American mind that even when they released us from physical chattel slavery, our minds were never freed. Yo, Joe Rogan, man, this is Sean G. Shout out to you, man. Still gonna watch your YouTube videos. You didn't infect, you didn't offend me at all. Because what you say about me, Joe Rogan, or whatever you however you feel, it don't impact me. I'm still money. I'm still all that. My confidence is still high. Yourself, my self-esteem is still high. I would never let what you say or what he say or what she say or what they say or what they say affect how I feel about me. Then I'm then you got power over me. You my master. So you cool with me, man. You understand? And uh I wanna come on your show. And uh I support you what you do. I respect your honesty, I respect your courage, I respect your bravery, I respect your alpha male mentality, I respect your masculinity. And you from Jersey, and I'm from Jersey. But I ain't got no problem with you, man. You understand? You know, I got prejudices too. You know? And uh, that's how I go. We all got them. So listen, this is what I'm going to do, man. 
I'm gonna open up the phone line. Let me put my phone number up here. I've been on here. How long I've been on here? I've been on here an hour. I've been on here an hour. If anybody wants to call in, Tyree, if you still there, you can call in. There's the phone number right there, 862-333-6878. And I don't care. You don't have to agree with me. You can call in and you can call me all kind of names and tell me how wrong I am, all that. I don't care. We, this is an open discussion. This is freedom of speech. You call in and say whatever you want, but keep it on topic. We're talking about the freedom of speech, the Joe Rogan, India Ari, Spotify situation, man. Anybody want to call in? Phone line is open, man. So, and look at yourself. Look at yourself. And your prejudices and the things that you said, right? Because a lot of y'all feel a certain way about another group of people. Then when you get around them, you be, hey, how you doing? (laughs) Yeah. You feel, you talk about this people, you talk about white people like that, you talk about Asians like that, you talk about... Spanish people like that. Spanish people talk about white people. Asians talk about white people. White people talk about Asians. Everybody talk about somebody they don't like. And then when they get around them, they be skinning and grinning. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, hey. How you doing? Yeah, let me get your number. I'm going to call. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Yeah. John, what's up? Stigmatism, man. What's up? All y'all weak. All y'all weak. Who you talking to, Sean? All 8 billion of y'all. All y'all Uncle Toms and fakes and phonies. You've been conditioned that way. You've been trained that way. You've allowed yourself to be indoctrinated that way. You, a lot of y'all self-esteem is low. You need acceptance from others. A lot of y'all got fractured personalities, childhood trauma, has forced you to say yes when you want to say no throughout your whole life. Childhood traumas and your low self-esteem has forced you to stay in broken, toxic relationships longer than you should and tolerate mistreatment because you don't even like yourself. So it's easy for you to look at another group of people and blame them for why you ain't this and why you ain't that and they doing this for you. You weak. You weak. You need to look at yourself. Hit that like button, man. I don't like none of y'all. I don't like none of y'all. Who you talking to, Sean? All 8 billion of y'all. I said astigmatism in my soul. Yeah. Weak-ass people. And you dudes. And you dudes wearing Tims and... And, and you in gangs and whatnot. You tough. You carry guns and this and that. But you don't have the nuts to, to, to speak up for what's right and what's true and what's real. You're an approval seeker. You still live at home with your mother. But you got an opinion on everything and it's always somebody else's fault. 
acting like a woman. I don't like none of y'all. I don't like none of y'all. I only like one person in this world. You know who it is? I don't love, I don't love none of y'all. I only love one person. You know who it is? You know what his name is? I know you know. I said astigmatism in my soul. That's the only motherfucker I like in the world. Yeah. I don't trust none of y'all. I don't trust none of y'all. Y'all be black and be informants, federal informants, be agents. You be rats helping put niggas in prison like they did to me. Hmm? Yeah. Muslim niggas with Muslim names and don't eat no pork. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I don't like none of y'all. I don't trust none of y'all. Who you don't trust, Sean? All eight billion of y'all. Yeah. I trust me. 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 And I trust, I trust me. And there's people in my life that have shown me that they love me. And some of them white. There are people in my life that have shown me that they love for me. They got love for me. And they Puerto Rican. There are people in my life that have shown me they got love for me and they mixed race, they biracial. There are people in my life that have shown me they got love for me and they black American. There are people in my life that have shown me that they got love for me and they from Africa. There are people in my life that have shown me they, they got love for me and they from the Caribbean. So I don't, I'm not just finna get down with y'all. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. Yeah, y'all scared to call in, so I'm finna get up out of here. I knew y'all was gonna be scared. Shout out to my man Tyree English. My man Tyree, man. Tyree, appreciate you for that for that super chat. Tyree English, uh, I can't let what anyone says throw me off my game. I got to make the most of my days. That's what Tyree said. I can't let what anyone says, excuse me, throw me off my game. I got to make the most of my days. India Ari, I'm taking my music off the spot. Take it off. Bye. 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 We men. We men here. That man can say what he want to say. He's he 50 years old. He can say what he want to say. He got a right to his life. You don't like what he said? Go slap him. I dare you. Go slap him. Go put your hands on him. Fool him, devil. I, I bet that would be the last time you put your hands on him. See, everybody real scared to talk about race. Everybody's scared to talk about race. But let me tell you something. When I was at Morgantown, FCI Morgantown, Federal Correction Institution at Morgantown, I was in federal prison. The Spanish niggas TV, the, the TV room faced this way. It was like, it was like 
seven TVs on the wall, and then there was one TV over here. The Spanish niggas had the TV, the furthest TV to the right, and they had a set of bleachers right there. And that TV, for the most part, stayed on Telemundo, 41. And that was their television. And you knew it. That's the Spanish niggas TV. They, they sit right there. And I used to go over there because during the day, all of the inmates would be out on their work detail so it wouldn't be a lot of people in the TV room. So when I would come back from lunch, I would sneak back up to the unit. I would leave my work detail, sneak back to the unit, and I would come watch Casa Cerrado for one hour every day. I used to watch the Spanish TV. That's how I learned sharpen my Spanish a little bit. But it was understood. The niggas had uh, a TV that stayed on BET in TV One. And it was known, that's the black motherfuckers TV right there. That's their TV. And you wasn't going to never see no Spanish dude or no white dude over there changing that TV. You wasn't going to see it. You wasn't going to see no nigga or no white boy changing the Spanish nigga TV. No, you wasn't. No, you wasn't. The racial, the racial divide was openly discussed. It was open and notorious. That's why there was no conflict. The white boys had a TV. They had a TV. It was the one furthest to the left. They kept that one on. Fox News and NASCAR, car racing. And they had a set of bleachers. I never sat on them bleachers. I don't think I sat on them bleachers one time. And you wasn't going to see no nigga or no Spanish nigga turning the white boy to You wasn't going to do that. It was known. It was open and notorious. It was, it was uh, you know, the racial divide was made manifest. It was openly discussed. There was no fear in discussing it. There was no trepidation in addressing it. That's what it was. And when you went down to, to mainline, most of the, the, the cafeteria, most of the white boys sat over there. They was all sit over there. And, uh, you know, Spanish niggas sat together and most of the niggas sat together. You know, it was, it was more niggas in prison, so the niggas had a bigger part of the, 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 uh, the, the lunchroom. You understand? So, and it was understood, man. There was no, there was no problems. And look at all the problems that we have when we try to duck and act as if there is no racial issue. Like we all got to be the same. Let's all be the same. No, we ain't got to be the same. No, you be who you are. You Irish, so you be Irish. You from Scotland, so you be Scottish. You from Macedonia, you do Macedonian thing. You from Uzbekistan, so you do Uzbekistan. You from the Congo, so you do the Congo thing. You from Bolivia, you do your Bolivian thing. We ain't all got to be the same. We ain't the same. We ain't the same. We ain't the same. We ain't the same. 
We ain't the same. Blacks from black Americans from the South is different from black Americans from uh the West Coast. Black Americans from the West Coast is different from black Americans from the Midwest. And black Americans from the Northeast part of the United States is different from black Americans from the South. We ain't the same. We the same color and all of that, but we different. Different customs. We look different. We think different. We talk different. All of that. It's okay to be different, man. We ain't got to be the same. All right, man. Ain't nobody. Y'all ain't calling in. Y'all scared, man. Let me get up out of here, man. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I thought y'all, y'all scared. Y'all scared to call in. Good. Don't call in. I'll, I'll call in. I'll call in myself and talk to me. I'll call in myself. All right, man. So this was a good show. Um, check out my man. Six one seven. What up? Talk to me. Hello. Six one seven. Sean. What's up, baby? This is Sean. This is what's me. up, baby? Jeff Colburn up in Boston. Hey, Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? How you doing? You still on the live or you shut it down? No, nah, no. Nah, we here, man. Go ahead. You got the floor, man. Talk got to you, us. Got you, got you, got you. Everybody's afraid to be calling in talking about race. You know how that goes. Now, now Jeff, listen. How, how old are you? 53. And where you where you calling from? Calling from Boston. All right. Go ahead. You go. You got the floor. So anyway, uh, uh, like I said, I, uh, you know, I appreciate you doing what you do. Sean, we talked before. I support the channel. But uh, that said, everybody's afraid to talk about race. I get it. I grew up white in a predominantly black neighborhood, so I know a little bit about that. But anyway, getting back to what was said about Rogan and what he said, I agree 100% with what you said and the way you spun it. One thing I will say, though, when you have a platform that reaches that many people like Rogan does, you have to know that if you say certain things, there's going to be blowback. For sure. He did own it. He did get out in front of it. However, there was a few things that I was like, come on, you're a smart guy. You got the hottest podcast out there. So for you to get out there and say, I didn't know that it was going to be perceived this way. That's the only thing I have a little issue with. You're a sharp guy. You know what's up and you know what could happen. And if you chose to say that, that's fine. Deal with the repercussions. But to say that you didn't know, that was the only thing I had a little issue with myself. Jeff, man, I appreciate you calling in, homeboy. And thank you, man. You done bought all of my books, man. And I appreciate you, man. I'm waiting for volume four. <laughs> now, nah, there going to be no volume I, four. I got, I got another thing I'm putting out soon. I'm going to put out an audio book coming soon, man. I told you, before you got do any of that, you got to come up with the Sean cast. With soul for little Sean. Okay, <laughs> that, that that's the that's the next joint right there, brother. All right, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Appreciate you calling right, in, man. Good. good points. Peace. All right, man. All right, bye. Dope comment, man. Dope comment.
Anybody else? Stizzy, what up? Anybody else? Anybody else? I got to go to the bathroom, man. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go pick Sean up. I got to send a shirt out. My shirts came in. Y'all got to get the shirts in. Subscribe to my Patreon channel. The Patreon channel was sold. I think I got 106 Patreons or 108. I want to get 200. Um, That Patreon channel helps me pay the bills and gets me the 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 resources to uh, keep the podcast afloat and keep things afloat. It's only $5 a month, you know what I'm saying? So um, if you want to support me, uh, support me on the Patreon channel. The Patreon channel was sold. Let me put that link up there. I would appreciate you. Yeah, there's my man Stizzy just put it up. There's the Patreon channel with Soul. I'm going to pin it at the top. Um, Bought some shirts, books, hats, all of that. And uh, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, I'm working on another book. This one is going to be, uh, I'm about 60, 70% done. Um, it's going to be an audio book as well. It's not going to be a big book. It's going to be more like a, um, it's going to be more like a pamphlet, and uh, but it's going to be good, and I'm going to sell it with an audio book, so that'll be coming soon. I got to work on my t-shirts. Everything is coming. Um, so shout out to everybody, man, that was here today. Share this, share this link with somebody, man, you think could use it. Send it to Joe Rogan. Tell him I want to come on his podcast. And uh, Elevated Thoughts. Follow my man Elevated Thoughts on uh, YouTube, man. Follow my man uh, Gorgeous Vine, man. Follow my man Vine on uh, Elevated Thoughts on YouTube. He's a supporter of the channel. So, so, so we here, man. We here. We live. Don't stop. Be yourself, love yourself, don't allow yourself to listen to misinformed people. People are misinformed, giving out information. There are people with low self-esteem, giving out information. There are people with low self-perceptions in power and give out information. There are people with no self-confidence who derive their meaning and their worth in life and their self-confidence from material things that are giving out information. And you need to understand that if you have self-respect, honor, dignity, masculinity, true self-confidence when you're broke, true self-esteem when you got financial problems, true self-honor when you're living paycheck to paycheck, that you are actually better than those people that are wealthy and need toys, bells, and whistles to make themselves feel good. Peace out. See y'all later. I said astigmatism in my soul. Nigga got that motherfucking fed look. Hey, yo, man, this the podcast with soul. Yeah. Uh.